It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the very, very first edition of Spike Week Football Show. Uh, maybe we'll work on the name, but for now, I mean, it <laughs> pretty much covers everything that we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to be talking about just the news of the NFL. We're going to be talking about fantasy, and we're just going to kind of be kicking it. That's kind of the game plan for this show. So um, a little bit of a lounge atmosphere, to say, until... We get into this segment that I have in about 20 minutes that Eric has no idea about. Um, anyways, Eric, how's your day going? It's an interesting day. I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. A, I'm excited for you. First of all, shout out to you, Rob Coakley at King at King Coakley for joining us and, uh, and gracing us with, with your presence. But I'm excited. You know, I've done so many of these streams as it relates to like fantasy football and so many when I was kind of getting everything up and running like so many by myself and I'm hosting and all of that. Now I'm just like, then I got, got myself a, a drink. I'm just sitting here, like you said, ready to lounge and just talk NFL and let you, let you kind of uh, run the show. So I'm, I'm pumped. It is, I'm giving a, a, a warning. I, I'm, I'm in the Midwest. I don't, I don't know how the weather is out by you. We had the freaking ice storm that started last night and has gone through. It's supposed to go for like the next, 48 hours my lights have been flickering today during the day so like if i just like you know fall out you know what happened like my house is collapsing on me from the ice storm or something and then i own spike week yeah (laughs) that's what you got in at the right time right before the storm (laughs) so um i don't know we'll see what i'm actually rooting for here but (laughs) um so you're all excited and everything and i'm like i'm over here freaking out because non-football talk i i have my other show obviously that i stream on tuesday nights and i knew i had the spike week show coming so as i was driving home from a job that i am ending at the end of this week which i'm excited about i was like hey you know what i should do today that i haven't done in a long time i went to the barber and now not only did the barber ruin my beard i also (laughs) look like a dirty thumb and I'm very upset about it. Um, and dude, I was in this barber chair, okay? And I'm sitting there. And do you go to the barber still? Or do you do your own stuff? 
I buzz cut. I just I yeah. just buzz my own hair. Been doing it for a long time now. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But I wanted to like look nice and everything. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm in like I'm in the chair and like he's doing my head. And then all of a sudden, like my eyes are closed because I'm just hanging and I just feel <laughs> and the dude just starts shaving my eyebrows. And I'm like, what in the <laughs> what are we doing here? So I had a very bad experience yesterday, but we're here. We're ready to go. We made it. We made it. Is that why you got the, is that, are you always, are you one of the, so you, you see, I'm always wearing a hat. I'm are a hat always, guy. Okay. Okay. I'm a hat guy, but I've decided it's the winter in New England. So I'm allowed yeah. to wear beanies <laughs> and every fantasy football show, no offense, is white guy backwards hat. Yep. So I was like, I need to do something different until I um, conform, which will be soon, probably. Which will be very a few more weeks, and you'll show up with the 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 backwards hat. I, every, it's, it's, it's already so, on the table, ready. It's a, yeah, exactly. You're ready, <laughs> just in case you're not feeling comfortable in a half hour. You have a hat hat right. ready. I feel so un. I feel I would feel naked. I've done it a couple times without a hat on for shows. It's like once you get into the to the like just routine of having a hat on, you feel absolutely naked on a stream without a hat. I even feel uncomfortable wearing a hat forward. Like I've tried it and mm -hmm. you'll see it like midstream. I'll spin it around. I don't know what it is about starting. Like you said, white guy fantasy football stream. <laughs> you have to have a backwards hat on. It's like, it just becomes a part of you. Yeah. It, it just, you know, it's, you become, when you fully become an Avenger, you have to wear the backwards hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I think there's like um, three big news stories in the NFL this week that we should probably hit on. And I'll let you take a pick on what you think is the most important and we should start okay. off with. It's obviously the Flores news with the lawsuit. It's obviously the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff that's coming out. And finally, I mean, clearly the most important news, but I'll let you pick still, is Brady retiring. So... Which one do you want to lead off with? And what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, what a week to start this show. That's like some of the biggest, I mean, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time officially retires after kind of a roller coaster. So let's just start with that one, I guess, since that's the one that came to my mind first. You know, that that's the, I guess maybe the crazy part is like what um, Schefter and crew leaks his retirement basically and then like his dad comes out and says like no 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 he's not actually retiring and there's no real news from tom so it was a very weird a very very you know 2022 retirement announcement right we can't nothing can be behind cl closed doors there's always somebody you know that uh is leaking something but the brady thing is is i guess i'm gonna let you talk a little you know you you are the the brady fan you're the patriots fan you're from Patriots country. So I'll let you talk a little bit more about kind of his legacy and, you know, maybe even what like Brady means to like, cause I, it's not something that I, you know, it's not in me. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not, I, I hated Tom Brady for the longest time because <laughs> I was a St. Louis Rams fan. And, uh, you oh, know, he, 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 you. he essentially ended the St. Louis, like what was my gen, right. I'm 34 years old. I was in my peak um, football fandom with the greatest show on turf. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Dick Vermeil and Mike Martz and Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that was like almost what made me a huge football fan was the, the that generation St. Louis Rams. And then Brady, Brady come the Patriots 
and Bel and Belichick obviously and dethrones the Rams um, in a very Belichickian way. He basically figured out they hadn't installed like holding like defensive defensive back holding rules back in the day. Right. Like you could just mug the shit out of wide receivers. You could basically do whatever you wanted to wide receivers. Right. And Belichick was like, well, no one can stop these guys. Let's just beat the shit out of them. And that's what he did. And the Rams couldn't figure out a way around it. And so I remember a lot of like kind of that stuff about Tom. And so like I was not bitter, right? But as a Rams fan, it was like that was the beginning of Brady's greatness, basically, was dethroning the team that then also got eventually – ripped away from me and i've i've you know so i, I wasn't a, a brady fan by definitely not a brady fan and if you're from st louis you were not really a page you, you didn't really like the patriots and so that was just kind of always ingrained in me but as i've gotten older i just more and more respect like everything about tom brady i also think he's gotten a lot cooler you know a lot more like publicly like people it's it's okay to like be a tom brady fan as right. he's gotten into his 40s uh, you know, the tequila stuff and and just like his fun, his, his social media. I know it's not him, but like he embraced right, right. kind of the funniness of social media. And I have kind of become a little bit of a Brady fan as he's gotten older. So he's this weird guy where I feel like almost like Le- LeBron is like the opposite to me. Mm-hmm. Um, him and LeBron, I think, are fairly decent parallels, except LeBron was, you know, the king at 14 years old and Brady was a, a late round draft pick. But like Brady was the guy I hated absolutely hated, you know, early in his career and for most of his career. And then by the end, I was like, how is this dude, how am I becoming a Brady fan? How is this guy cool now? Versus LeBron was like the guy where I'm like, like, oh my God, you know, this dude is the the greatest basketball player of all time. He does the Cleveland thing. Even when he left for Miami, like he was getting a lot of grief and I supported him. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like, <laughs> kind of like sick of LeBron. Like I, he went to the Lakers and, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of the whininess to him and stuff. So we've gone in opposite directions between those two. And I think that's kind of what is super, super cool for me about Tom Brady is that he can play this long, have this much success. And someone like me who hated him forever can almost kind of come around to him. Right. Um, I'll hit my take in a second, but Shane Newman wants to know how long did it take to get over the Rams leaving for LA? Mm. Couldn't imagine my Vikings leaving for another state. I wouldn't know how to act. It was tough. So I've t- I think I've said this on a stream or two, but for anybody that is is new to the stream and maybe is just interested in the actual football talk, not all of the fantasy football stuff. I, I'm born and raised in the St. Louis area. Um, I'm about 20 minutes outside of the city and like my dad was a football coach i played football growing up like i played college football so football was my my thing i fell in love with the rams during that like i said greatest show on turf time and then even afterwards when they like totally collapsed the years they won they they won four games in three years or whatever it was i was still like my one of my best friends had season tickets we would go to we would go to tons of games i started my first interest in like uh, uh, like writing, I guess, blogging in this tout space. My buddy and I started a Rams like blog. Like that's how deep into the Rams I was. Uh-huh. We went to training camp practices. We did all of that stuff. Like I watched every snap of every preseason game. Like I was a huge, huge diehard fan. So to answer Shane's question, it was it it, it was rough. I still kind of hate the Rams. Like I, I, I was like, you, you know, me and like my Jimmy G stuff. And like, I like to joke about it mostly, but 
it, it, it takes a lot for me to like root for Jimmy Garoppolo for like selfish purposes, right. For like tout take purposes. I could never, but like, I don't, right. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely you. But I was like still kind of rooting for the 49ers because just deep inside, it's like Stan Kroenke and the Rams. It's just impossible to root for him. So it has taken quite a while. And maybe that's part of what sent me down this like fantasy football path is because like my fandom got taken away from me. And now I'm just never going to, now I just root for players, right? I root for players and my money. Yeah. So your, your Brady thoughts are my Kobe thoughts. Okay. So growing up, like I'm obviously a Celtics fan. I was born like 30 minutes south of Boston. Okay. And then I grew up in Mississippi. I moved back to Boston when I was 15 years old, and I've been here ever since. So, like, for me, Kobe, I grew up around a bunch of people that loved Kobe. I was still a <laughs> Celtics fan. I also grew up around a lot of Cowboys fans, so I hate the Cowboys. Mm. So I understand your take on Brady, because by the end of Kobe, like, how do you just not respect him? I loved, yeah. I loved to hate Kobe. Kobe was fun to hate. And that's probably what people felt about Brady a lot. And Definitely. So, like, it's fun to have those villains in sports. You need a good villain. Like, you need a good villain in sports. You need a good villain in a movie. You need a good villain in anything that's story-driven. And sports are story-driven. So when you, when you lose out on that, that's when your ratings fall off the Yankees. You either love the Yankees or they're the biggest villain, villains on the planet yeah. when they play baseball, right? So, like... That's why the people watch them because people are watching for them to win and people are watching for them to lose. And that's, it happens with big markets. So Brady for me, like it's been terrible the last two days around here. Like, because, because I'll be the first to tell you that Patriots fans can be insufferable. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're terrible. Sometimes they're, they're all crying that he didn't thank them. He's thanked the organization. He's thanked the fan, the fan base 137 times. He's going to do it 3000 more times. Yeah. He's probably going to sign a one-day contract and retire a Patriot yep. and thank the organization and team again. What do you think he's going to do when he gets enshrined into the Hall yeah. of Fame? When he comes back every three years, oh, he's going to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he didn't say it in an Instagram post, so we're all freaking <laughs> crying about it? Like, give me a goddamn break. And and it, it makes me upset to root, to, to be part of a fan base like that sometimes. But, I mean, other than that, for me, Brady was... Brady was the last guy from my childhood. So hmm. I will still root for the Patriots. I've also rooted for the Eagles my entire life. I fell into football because I loved Randall Cunningham. I, I just, he's what drew me to football. He played the game different than everybody else. He would yeah, be revolutionary players, man. Revolutionary he, players. He would be unreal in today's game. Mm -hmm. um, so I will still root for the Patriots. I will still root for the Eagles. But now football for me is rooting specifically mostly for players that I like and to make money, which is what I think all of us that are watching this do for the most part, you can still have your fans. I mean, we were, we were talking on the phone a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Liam, right? Um, Liam, I, I love the stream with him. We talked about how, when you guys were talking strategy, he, he brought up groupthink, which, we had both said we had thought of, but we didn't put enough consideration into it. For me, the one guy I did was DeAndre Swift, where I where it made me stay away because of the group thing. But I never I never labeled it. So like that was interesting. But what was the next thing that he said or said later? He's like, 
I had to draw. I had to draft Josh Allen on every team because I couldn't <laughs> live with myself if somebody else <laughs> won it with them. And and like I, I personally, I like to give Liam shit about the Bills, but I love that. I love that fandom can still be part of this thing that we do. So like, you can still be a fan of a team and go further, but you also cannot be a fan of Jimmy G because he sucks. So if you want to get that. There's a good, there's a good segue. There's a good segue. So the the craziest part of the Jimmy G thing to me is maybe not even like all the takes on Jimmy G are wild. I've never seen a more mediocre player, which is exactly what he is. Mediocre. mediocre. (laughs) Divide like sports Twitter. Like this isn't, this isn't like, you know, we're more in the fantasy sports space. Right. But like it divides all like the real football bros. Like, it divides everybody. The guys who love to put their hand in the dirt, the analytics nerds, it divides everybody. Some analytics people hate him. Some analytics people love him. The football bros, some are like, oh, he's just a winner, right? And some are like, oh, my God, do you watch this guy? He fucking stinks, yeah. right? It's all it's all over the place. On on, And there's never a middle ground. He is he is the political debate of, of football, of football Twitter or football, you know, take guys. Like, you cannot say, like, yeah, Jimmy G's just, like, totally mediocre, not really good enough to elevate the team, but like he's, he's an NFL quarterback. Like you can't say that you're not allowed. It's not allowed right. to say that about, about, about Jimmy. So that, you know, that in and of itself makes this whole like transition so crazy. And the, the like I said, the crazy part for me isn't even necessarily about that. It was what a day or two after they, they lose. It was like, they just held a press conference for Jimmy. It was like he retired. Right. It was like they gave him the floor to just be like, yeah, yeah, this was a good run. I wanted, like he said, <laughs> all those typical, I wanted to leave this place better than when I came in. You know, I had a lot of fun with my team. And he kept saying, like, referencing the past. And it was like, he's still a member of this football team. Like, he's yeah. on, under contract for next year. And there's this guy just, the, the team didn't say anything. He just got up there and spoke so honestly about the fact that, like, look, I'm gone. Like, this is, this right. is it. I, right. I'm gone. And I've never in my life, seen something like that before the the quarterback of a team that made the made the super bowl a couple years ago was uh probably a couple plays away from going to the super bowl again this year and he's just up at a press conference just being like yep had and he's under contract and he's like yep had had a good run you know thanks guys thanks for the memories and it's like that was so bizarre it was so bizarre it's it's wild the the Schefter stuff like is Mm. wild and do you want like conspiracy play X-Files theme real quick? Yes. Yes. So he's so far up Jimmy G's ass. <laughs> like was, was it a, was it a point to leak the Brady retirement because Ooh. of Jimmy G like probably not, but like, what is this Schefter? Like, have you ever seen him do this with another player? Cause I haven't. No. And, and no. it's like, why this player? I would get it if it was Rodgers. Like yeah. it would make sense if we're right, like Andrew doing... Brandt. Andrew Brandt is that for for Rodgers. If you're familiar with like the NFL right. circles, Brandt was a his agent, right? He used to be an agent, I believe, um, in the NFL. He, he's kind of made his rounds in the mm-hmm. NFL or whatever, but fairly, um, you know, accomplished guy in NFL circles, and he does that for Rodgers too. Like he stands up for Rodgers basically, no matter what. He will actually admit a little bit. He's like, "Look, I'm friends with Aaron." He, he'll caveat it, but then he'll still give like the same egregious, like Schefter style bomb about Rodgers. Like, "Oh yeah, you know, oh woe is me, Aaron Rodgers." But like you said, Jim, why Jimmy? Why Jimmy Garoppolo? Why? Why are? Why are you his publicist? Yeah, his we're gonna have fucking 
Schefter posting TikToks of building a statue to Jimmy G soon. Like it's, <laughs> it's unreal. It's it's unreal. Like what this guy's doing. Like I, I can't believe it. So like I don't know. So for me, Jimmy G has always been trash. He was trash when he was in New England. He was trash when he was dividing the New England fan base. He's trash when he went to San Francisco. He was trash the year they went to the Super Bowl. I've never seen a quarterback get so lucky in like ball bounces in my entire life yes. as he did that season. Right. Like I'm just watching. I'm like, man, if like two of these balls go the other way, like it, it, it's just game over for this guy. You know, it was the opposite of like Mahomes early in the year. Like every ball bounced wrong for him this year. Right. And and Garoppolo that one season, every ball bounced exactly where it needed to be to not throw a, a, a back breaking interception or this or that. So I've never been a Jimmy guy. I wanted them to move on from him when that was the debate in New England. And he's going to go somewhere. He's going to be mediocre. Tampa would be fun. <laughs> It'd be fun if he went to Tampa. That would be hilarious to yeah. then re-follow in, in Brady's footsteps. I mean, the problem is, like, even if you believe that Jimmy is, like, better than, like, you and I both are, uh, I'm not a fan. I, I feel like I both of us have made that fairly clear that right. um, we're, we're not believers in, in Jimmy as a good as a good quarterback. You know, he's a... He's a bottom end starting NFL quarterback, right? Which is not a high bar. Look at some of the guys that start NFL games. Uh, you know, the, the, the hype on Jimmy has made me more of a fan of guys that I thought I hated, like that I thought sucked. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Derek Carr. Like, why, why doesn't Derek Carr get the same level of hype that Jimmy Garoppolo does? And he's he better. Wins, he, he wins almost as much. Like, and I'm not a Derek Carr fan. Neither like, am I, but he's better. Well, he's absolutely but if Derek Carr yeah. was on the 49ers they would be in the Super Bowl <laughs> right like that, like that uh, I believe I totally totally believe that but it's like nobody gives gives him him any any hype I mean Jim, Jimmy G went to a non-division one football program and he's not even the best quarterback to ever come from Eastern Illinois Tony Romo is Tony yeah. Romo went to Tony Romo went to Eastern Eastern Illinois like G, Eastern Illinois is not going to build a statue <laughs> Of, yeah. of Jimmy G, but like you said, Schefter's gonna have just, like one like just in, Schefter. His in his front yard. Schefter's lining his Jimmy G. lining his gates in you know <laughs> Connecticut. Like the he's probably got you know the gated uh, right. uh, entrance to his house and like the long winding um, driveway, and you know they'll put like the the two big pillars or whatever that maybe have like a, a horse on them or something or like that. Lions, it, yes, it, lions, <laughs> right. Uh, he's uh, the gargoyles, right? The, yeah. Like gargoyles yeah. and stuff on there. He's going to put a hundred percent. Yeah. That Jimmy will be G. the entrance. It'll be yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. Um, I, so for me, I, I can't believe that a team's actually going to trade for him. And I think whatever they trade for him is going to end up being way too much. Yeah. And what do you think they're going to, what do you think? Do you think so? people are speculating they're going to get a one for him? No I way. cannot. No fathom. freaking way. They get a one for him. But they'll get a two, right? They'll some get a desperate, two. Some desperate they'll, team will give them a two. They'll give them a two, um, probably like a second and a seventh or some like, and plus some sort of conditional pick. But like, right. ugh, dude, how how does he improve your team? Which team would actually would he work on right now? Like that that's the thing. Yeah, you know, he works on the 49ers because they have freaking Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk, an elite offensive line, and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Where can he go? Like you even mentioned the Bucks. That would be, I get, you know, assuming Godwin comes back, that would be like maybe they have a really good offensive line. You know, I guess say whatever you want about Arians. 
but like it won't really work there either. I don't, I, I don't think the system is not set up for him, you know, in the, I'm trying to think of where it would, and I, I I'm, I'm totally like, he wouldn't even work on like the chiefs. He can't, he can't, he, he yeah. wouldn't work on the chiefs and they have Tyree. Yeah. I just, so I don't know. I, I can't imagine someone getting, getting the value out of him for a second round pick that like, that they think, I mean, the Colts, do the Colts try it again, get rid of when, get rid of Wentz and, and try Jimmy, like try another retry. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know where he ends. I mean, like there's going to be a ton of quarterback movement around here. What about, what about there? There's, there's, I mean, like, yeah, there's going to be so many teams with new, new quarterbacks that, you know, he'll land somewhere, but what about Pittsburgh? Can he do, can he be better than Ben was? I think he's going to be right around what Ben was if he goes there, but that's Ben when he's like, you know, Hasselhoff crawling to a cheeseburger level, like, <laughs> like that, that Jimmy G is supposed to be in his prime and, right. and he's not going to do much better. Like he's just not the quarterback I'd want on that team trying to get the ball to Deontay Johnson and specifically like a chase Claypool. If, he can't get the ball to Claypool. He can get the ball to Deontay probably. Right. He can't get the ball. To he can't get it to Claypool. And what are you doing ben. At, at that point? What are you doing? And Ben couldn't – part of the reason why they couldn't succeed was because Ben couldn't get it to Claypool and James Washington and, and right. whatever. So what's the difference? Yeah. What about this one? So Is I was going to bring up the Panthers. Kenneth Robinson brings them up. I was going to bring up the Panthers, but I'd rather have Darnold. And we saw how that went. But, yeah, I mean, there there was flashes for Darnold early, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have Darnold than I'd – because Darnold at least will freaking throw it downfield. Um, and he can run. He can run a little bit. Yeah. The commanders is thrown in the in the comments too. I mean, I guess that's it. it Takes me a second still to to do the command. I guess there's another piece of we don't really need to touch on that one, but there's another piece of news. I guess that that was stupid. How do you not just take the Red Wolves? That was the name, (laughs) like, and they just they botch it again because they're the Washington football team commanders. So yeah. Um, so I guess the last thing is the Flores stuff, and I don't know how deep you want to get into this. I don't know if we're yeah, the best two always... guys to be talking about it. Yeah, but, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I think he has a case. I think the problem for the NFL is who owns these teams. There's no diversity yeah. in ownership. So how are you going to have diversity? How are you going to fairly fare like you're properly diversifying your coaching hires? And even when you are and you think you got the best job, the best guy for the job, you're always going to get a side look because because of who the owners are, in my opinion. And I yeah. think they need to find a way to diversify that. Yeah, it's kind of like this isn't a and meant to be an excuse, so I hope it doesn't come out come out that way. But it, I kind of think of it along the lines of like you don't know what you don't know. You right. know where where you come from, how you how you have lived your your whole life, where you are in in life. Like this is it's actually the opposite of an excuse. These people should should. Uh, take the time to kind of learn a little bit, you know, about the rest of us, you know, 99.9% of, of the world, but like that, you know, Jerry Jones isn't exposed to the types of people that he needs to be exposed to in Mm -hmm. order to appropriately deal with, you know, this, this entire hiring situation. Like it, it obviously should have changed a long, long time ago, but certainly in, in 2021, 2022, like the amount of, of quality candidates across and, and, it gets made out to be a black or white thing. There's there's Hispanic uh, candidates, there's Asian candidates, there's women 
candidates. There's everything, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we don't even need to get into like you know LGBT type type stuff. That like you know, I remember going back to the Rams thing again. Michael Sam, if you remember, the Michael Sam went to went to Mizzou, yeah. um, was a stud defensive end at Mizzou, and came out as as gay. And like, there was a whole whole huge issue around that. I do partially believe he fell in the draft fell in the draft because of now his career didn't work out, but I do kind of believe he fell in the draft because of his sexual orientation. So this has been an issue for, you know, our whole life for in the, since the, since the, you know, founding of, of any professional league really, but definitely in, in the NFL. And like you said, I'm not the person that can, I don't have the answers and I'm certainly not the person that can speak, you know, from experience on, on a lot of this stuff, but it is, it, you know, I'm happy for Brian Flores that he is willing to embrace this situation and just be like, look, my career, you know, my career will, I'm willing to risk my career being over in order to, to, to maybe do some, do some good. I do think maybe I'm totally ignorant on this. I do. I don't think his coaching career is over. I think his, his NFL head coaching career is certainly at least very, very, very delayed, but I think there are enough um, progressive like colleges that he could go get He would be able to get a college head, head coaching job, maybe not a, the job that he would want, but I don't mm-hmm. think his coaching career is over. And so I really respect him for, you know, doing, doing what he's doing because it was never going to stop until someone did this. Like, right. You know, it was never, ever, ever going to stop until someone did this. And just seeing not even just his stories, but other stuff. Some some of the most interesting stuff that I saw was like people reporting like, oh, yeah, like an agent or something being like, yeah, I talked to my black coaching candidates. And they were, you know, because he would say uh, anytime you get a chance to do an interview, go do it because, you know, get the experience, get your name out there or whatever. And the Mm -hmm. coaches would come back and be like, that was the biggest waste of my like they were just checking the box, right? They were checking the Rooney rule. Right. And, and so like them, they, they feel, you know, more empowered now because there's someone else out there that just went through this, that was a head coach and um, hopefully can, you know, slowly start to write the ship, right. When all these old rich white owners die, (laughs) uh, hopefully we can start to turn things around probably because of Brian Flores. So Dorico out brings up what I would have said for Flores. Like, I think there's a potential that he comes back to the Patriots. Seems like the right place that he could yeah. fall f- yeah, right back like in. Take. Um, and the other thing, the, the other big thing about this is if he was really offered $100,000 to lose games, <laughs> dude, like, like, <laughs> like there, that's a big, big problem. Like, like that is a massive issue for the NFL too. So it could just it could just be a whole can of worms that's getting unlocked here. So um, yeah, that, which was which was a bet which was a better or a more better is not definitely not the right word. Which was a more shocking or crazier story that getting offered a shitload of money to lose games or the whole getting invited to the yacht to meet Deshaun Watson. Or the sorry, the I forget what the phrase phraseology that they use or whatever, but it was Deshaun Watson, right? That mm. uh, the owner invited him to the yacht to meet with Deshaun Watson. Which one was crazier? To me, it's the hundred thousand dollars, man. <laughs> like, it's just like if if it, it, it. I guess it's shocking and not shocking. It wouldn't shock me, like in terms of like owners polling stuff like this. Yeah, but 
the fact that they actually do it and don't think they're going to get caught doing stuff like this. It just it's that above the law mentality that these guys have when they're that rich, right? Like I can do whatever I want. Yes. And even yes, if I get yeah. caught, I'm going to get ahead of it. So, you know, but we'll see what happens with it. I think I think he should lose the team if it's true. But that's... I didn't see this. Did you see Shane says, did you see Hugh Jackson's comments on losing? I haven't I've, I've been away uh, from the media a little bit today. What did Hugh say? No, I didn't see that today. Unfortunately, I um, myself, I got home about an hour ago and was like that's just funny. trying trying to get stuff together for this. But yeah, yeah. What about this? Do you think, do you think, do you think like how, how far does this, how far does this, you know, wormhole go? Do you think that they went something like, like this far? Cause I mean, the coaches can impact things kind of like, you know, obviously with play calling and all of that, but if, I mean, like in New York Tua, when they run a quarterback sneak on yeah. third and eight, <laughs> yeah. like, so are we doing it there too? Or the um, Colts punt, the Colts fake punt. The, yeah. When the Colts did the create the ridiculous fake punt. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's you. But like Tua could throw the game easier even than the coaches could probably. Yeah. But I think if you're doing it, you're only going to one player or one or one coach because you know how like the, the whole, if two people know a secret, everybody knows a secret type of deal. So you can't, you just, you, it would just get out way more often if they were going to a bunch yeah. of players and you can't go to a guy like Tua because Tua's got a, you know, he's auditioning every time he's out there still because he's on a rookie deal and he needs to yeah. be putting on tape so that he can get that first big contract. So like, they're not going to be like, Hey, you know, I'll give you a hundred grand if you throw a pick. And he's like, yeah, well I'll get a hundred million dollars if I throw a touchdown. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. so like they got, it would be the coach and it would just be the head coach. So we saw what happened with um, Bounty Gate. Like once, you know, you tell the players that stuff, the coaches all know, all those people know it's going to get out. It's just kind of the way that the cookie crumbles with that stuff. So it's like the, the net, I don't know if you watched the Netflix show. Um, oh my God. Now I'm blanking on the, the sports. It was a sports documentary where they uh, talked about the Arizona state scandal, uh, point shaving scandal mm -hmm. uh, many, 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 many years ago. But uh, it was the same thing. They, they had one player and then he invited a buddy. Yeah. And once he invited, you know, once he invited the buddy, they both went, you know, they both made a bunch of money and they start spending it. And, you know, it's like, Hmm, two broke ass college kids, you know, all of a sudden spending it. So like you said, once, once more than one person knows, multiple people knows. The other thing about Tua is like, let's be real. Tua made more than a hundred K at Alabama. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Tua, Tua got paid plenty at Alabama. I'm sure. Uh, under the table so he 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 wouldn't have died i agree with you he uh, yeah. wouldn't have done anything drico did say in the chat that hugh was also hugh was also paid to lose which i hadn't seen but hugh, hugh must just be sitting on like a pile of money yeah because he, just doesn't he was, want to coach he was really <laughs> fucking good at it <laughs> he, he, he just he's just not interested in coaching he was just stacking <laughs> up losses and 100k like yeah. He's like, dude, I'm making a million bucks every year with all of these, uh, with all these losses, and now he's got so much money he can. He he doesn't care to coach anymore. He just he, he made so much money from all those losses he can shit on the NFL from his, you know, his mansion. <laughs> there you go, man. Like, so if that's true, then 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 there's a big problem in the NFL, and it'll get covered up, or you'll it'll get swept underneath the rug. And there, it's coming out at the perfect time for him to start billionaire. You, <laughs> such a good line. <laughs> um, yeah, so like it, they get the Super Bowl to to cover things up for a little bit, and they get the Brady retirement, which helps somewhat too. And yeah, 
you know, so it, it'll just be like everything, unless it's the flake gate, which we still hear about every five seconds. But yeah, it's funny we don't ever hear about Bounty Gate. Like even right. Sean Payton, Sean Payton retires, and no one says a thing about. Yeah, no one Bounty brings gate. it up, right? When Belichick retires, what are we gonna hear? And this, God, I'm becoming. I I was doing streams last year with my friend that's a diehard Patriots fan too, and I would yell at him about talking about the Patriots. So we're not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> Not today, I don't think, but... Uh, Not today. I, I'm sure we will later. Right. Do we want to get into this next segment? Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's All do right. it. So I saw some people looking for best ball talk. So you know what? We're Spike Week. We are a best ball show. Uh, we're all a best ball site, I suppose. And I have come up with something that I think is going to be fun. So I'm going to share my screen real quick. And I will explain what I am sharing in case... We have some audio listeners. So what we're going to do is we are going to do a tier list for offenses in the NFL this year. Okay. So clearly at this point in the season, we don't know a lot about every single team, right? So what we're going to do is we're probably just going to hit on the NFC teams this week. Okay. We'll probably do AFC next week. But what we're going to do is in three months, four months, when – the draft's done when free agency is done we're going to come back and do this again and we're going to compare where we thought we were at i like this in february 2nd and we're going to see how close we were then and then we can compare at the end of next season and see just how stupid we Ooh. are because we know that's going to be coming too so what so i have a i do have all the teams here and okay. set up by division so we will go start with division and we will start with last year's super bowl um winner the the bucks and we will end it with this year's nfc super bowl representative the rams so our categories again for the audio listeners we have the top one which is give me stacks or give me death (laughs) basically we're looking to try to stack one of these teams in every draft so it doesn't mean we're trying to get if we pick like the bills for instance We're not trying to stack the bills every time, but any team that's in this tier, we're trying to put into our best ball builds. Um, Stack, but don't go out of my way, is a team that we want to stack, but we're not going to stress about not getting them. And then we're going to have teams with one-off in most drafts. So if you think there's some guys on there that you're going to want to take here and there, um, in a draft, usually, then you're going to grab them. Maybe trying to think of a good example from last year. So... A good example would honestly be the Green Bay Packers because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you'd want one off Aaron Jones. You'd want to one off Devontae Adams. You like all the players, basically, but you're yeah. not like, like, were you really excited about like full right. stack in the offense? Not really. Yeah. I like and, yeah. and then a one off and maybe every five drafts. So for me, that would be a team like the Lions last year where yep. maybe I wanted Hawkinson here and there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't big on Swift, but I understand other people were. Um, and then the final category is full fade, you idiots. So, <laughs> so we're going to keep it simple on certain teams. Last year for me, one of those full fades was the Saints. I did my best yeah. to not take any Saints if I didn't have to. I just didn't. I didn't believe in the team after Drew Brees. I didn't believe in the offense, and I didn't think Michael Thomas was coming back anytime soon enough to make that offense viable. So, my Kamara exposure was like less than three percent, maybe even yep. less than two percent. So. What we're going to do is we'll start by a division. So for, and we'll, we have to agree on it too. 
we okay. have to come to an agreement. So there might be some arguments and <laughs> we might want to kill each other by the end of this. But <laughs> where are you on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now? Oh, man, they have to be the toughest one. We have to start with the with the toughest one. We have so. to start with the Bucks because I said so. Yeah, you, you make the rules. This is your show. So, yes. wow, you did say we're going to find out how uh, prepared I am for, for this year. And I'm really feet to the fire with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So my initial take off the top of the uh, – first of all, I do have to take – Eric never argues, Trico says, which is very he good. He hasn't done a show with me yet. Have uh, definitely – Definitely the first for this very good sarcasm from Drico. <laughs> so my first take is the Bucks are definitely going towards the bottom here for me. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, the ADP is going to change for sure, but I have to imagine people are just going to still have a little bit of the bias on, on the Bucks. Mike Evans is obviously very good. You know, we'll probably remove Gronk here, right? They'll probably bring someone competent in at quarterback. I would have to think, you know, now we talked about Jimmy or whatever, but God went off in ACL, you know, Brady really made that engine tick. You know, I know Jameis helped them put up monster fantasy performances. They're probably more the one-off maybe every five drafts for me. Okay. So here's my take on the, on the bucks right now. I, I don't know what they have. I'm assuming Godwin doesn't come back. You know, he could okay. like that. Yeah. That is a, that is a thing. I think Godwin's going to get lured away. So who is on their offense? They don't even have Fournette signed no. at the moment. So they have Evans. Evans has eight straight years of, of a thousand yard seasons now, right? It's eight, yep. maybe seven. He also has eight straight years of being the only guy to pull himself out of every fucking game. <laughs> right. Like, have you seen a Bucks game that that dude has not pulled himself out of the game after catching a football? No. It, it's no. maddening. So, I like Evans and all, but like for me, I'm on full fade right now with okay. the Bucks, which I which I probably sounds like ridiculous, but if you think about it, who else do they have? They don't have a running back, I, I they can don't read have it a tight you. end. I can read it to you. So perfect um touting of this. I put together on spikeweek.com. If you go under under NFL, I put together pre-draft depth charts. Now it's only for um, the skill players. So if you're you're just an NFL fan looking for offense, def- offensive line, defense, whatever, that's not there. But for fantasy football players, you can go here and see all the like. So, so to your point, Chris Godwin is not on here. Leonard Fournette is not on here. I actually need to update and take Tom Brady off of here. This was before the retirement news. Here's the offense without free agents: Tom Brady, Keyshawn Vaughn, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Cam Brate. Do you want any of that other no. than? Other than Evans, if he has some kind of quarterback that can get him the ball, but Evans and, and even so, the, without anyone to pull coverage, it, Evans, Evans, Evans will be the guy that people will say, "Oh, look at his guarantee!" Right? There's no one else, mm-hmm. so who are they going to throw to? Right? He's going to get all this volume, and those are the kind of guys like he's going to get steamed way up. No matter basically, no matter who the quarterback is, right? Darren Waller was going super high with. With Derek Carr as his quarterback, I know it's tight end, but you know what I mean? Like Allen Robinson with Andy Dalton and Fields throwing to him. They're like, oh, my God, he's going to get so much volume. And I I can't buy like third round Mike Evans, you know, with I don't know, like you said, with Jimmy G at quarterback. So I'm cool. Full fade. Yeah, full fade. Cool. So we will throw them in the full fade for now. Now, again, when we redo this in four months, things can completely change. And that's why we're doing it now. And we're going to redo yep. it then. 
All right, so where are you on the Saints? Saints are Saints are full fade as well. What what's going to so I, I I totally agree with you. One of the only good takes I had this offseason is uh actually on, on chip chasing what I called the Saints was a house of cards mm-hmm. was that they were, you know, very dependent upon Kamara, Michael Thomas and you know, we obviously saw what happened with Michael Thomas and uh, they just totally collapsed with, with especially even with, with Jameis, without Jameis, with Taysom, with Kamara, nothing mattered. Nothing's going to change. They're like a billion dollars over the salary cap. Sean Payton was like, I'm going to put us in bankruptcy peace. And, then, and peace out. And peace <laughs> Tyree out. Tyreek killed real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we need that. That's what, there, there's one of your next, there's one of your next uh, uh, videos you can do is uh, Sean Payton on Tyreek, Tyreek Hill's face. That's exactly, I mean, that's exactly what he did. So how are they going to get better? They can't. They, they have no they, – what are we – somebody was on a, a stream last week saying, uh, well, I expect Ian Book to be the quarterback. Right. So I like I like so-and-so. I was like, how can you like someone if Ian, <laughs> if Ian Book is the quarterback? So they're an easier full fade even for, than, than the Bucks for me. Okay. So I'm, I'm with you on full fade. And I, and I picked this division first because I think – It's painful. This is a painful division this year. <laughs> right? Yep. So now we're on the Carolina. And the other thing about this division is we're not 100% sure. They, they Not every team has a starting quarterback. The only one that feels even remotely safe is Matt Ryan. And we weren't saying that three weeks ago yeah. or, you know, no. whatever. So uh, where are you on the Panthers? This is good. Andrew says, I expect to like the NFC South defenses if Ian Book <laughs> is the quarterback. I, I agree. The Panthers would be – this is so bizarre, but that the Panthers and we'll get to the Falcons are the teams I am more bullish on mm-hmm. out of out of this division. The Panthers, obviously, the issue is is quarterback. Well, well, a couple things. Quarterback. They fired Joe Brady, who was like one of the bright spots of you know a, a very smart young offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And Matt Rule is back, and Matt Rule has fairly clearly to me proven himself to be a bit of a a, a boomer dunce coach. And then they brought in. Uh, what's his old giants coach as uh as their offensive coordinator um oh my god someone will someone will remember it but in a dunce of an offensive coordinator yeah, um freddie kitchen right not no, kitchen, uh, no no the other the other dummy um yeah. oh my anyway god. i know you think you'll, you'll, you'll remember it but so the, the coaching staff is not setting up this offense for success and they obviously have quarterback issues however if christian mccaffrey and in particular, DJ Moore and having done a few early drafts, Robbie Anderson has really, really plummeted. And I mean, Terrace Marshall basically goes undrafted. And so mm-hmm. they are probably in the in the one off in most drafts, I guess, is where I would probably put them just because I'm still super bullish on uh, on like DJ Moore, almost a matter of situation, DJ Moore in particular. Yeah, so I'm I'm one off in most drafts as well on them. I could be convinced to go into stack, but don't go out of my way for them. Yeah. Because if I think that's one of those teams that could go either way. And if you have a higher percentage of stacks than the field on the Panthers, especially with this division that we're looking at, that they could, you know, I mean, I think the Bucks are still going to have a good defense. I think the Saints are still going to have a decent defense, but just overall, this division is going to be terrible in general. So, They could be one of those sneaky teams that you're like, holy shit! How did how did the Panthers pull me to the finals this year? So the, the only thing that bothers me about them, and I know we don't, you know, we'll we'll pick up the pace, but 
Matt with Matt Rule and that they have a good defense. Like they mm-hmm. legitimately have a, a really talented defense. If like the defense continues to get better and you keep these boomer coaches in, like it just terrifies me that we'll never get a truly unlocked, like a truly unlocked Christian McCaffrey, a truly unlocked DJ Moore, et cetera. Like they could bring in Deshaun Watson and I'm not sure that, you know, or Russell Wilson or something like that. And I'm still not sure that uh, Matt Roll will really let the offense cook. So that's my only concern with like, you know, putting them more in the middle. Um, Also, thank you, Andrew Mackins. It is Ben McAdoo. And I, my friend Jackie is going to be very upset with me because she texts me pictures of Ben McAdoo like every other day. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So Atlanta, where are you at on Atlanta? Well, I'm definitely in on Kyle Pitts. So that is, uh, that's definitely going to keep them out of full fade. Um, I was talking uh, end of last week about their, their wide receiver situation is very, very open. And a guy who I was like definitely on a, a full fade last year that I think proved to me a, he has a little bit more upside and can play a little bit more than I thought is actually Russell Gage. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty impressed with him this year, particularly down the stretch. And yeah. I think, I think he's earned a little more respect than, than maybe we gave him last year. So they're somewhere between one off in most drafts and, and a one off, maybe every five drafts, just because I definitely want to have a lot of Kyle Pitts and I think Russell Gage, and then like maybe another guy will emerge that we want to draft. Yeah. So Gage is one of those guys that like, I will look at drafting this year, but I'm not going to go out of my way to do it. Yep. Where like Kyle Pitts, I might still creep up there because he, you know, he didn't score a ton of touchdowns this year, obviously. Two. But he still, yeah, I think it was two. And he still had a good year, like for, for a rookie tight end. So I, I'm still going to be looking to grab Pitts unless he gets like crazy out of control. One. One touchdown. One touchdown. And it was that one game. A thousand yards. One touchdown unbelievable all right so we're in agreement on one off every yep. five drafts or so yep yep detroit so my concern do you want, detroit do you want my thoughts on detroit yeah first? you go you go detroit you go detroit so i was a full fade on detroit last year for the most part i think my most owned detroit wide player was amon ross st brown i'm not saying that to look smart i'm saying that <laughs> i'm saying that in relation to i still didn't have him a ton so like I was just grabbing him late when I when I was just trying to grab someone random, right? Like, yep. So I didn't have a ton of him, and that just shows you that I wasn't drafting Swift, and I was barely drafting Hawkinson because I don't believe in Jared Goff, and I'm I'm a little more bullish on Detroit this year, okay? Because I I'm a, I'm not come I haven't come around on Jared Goff, but I. I'm not even sure he's going to be the quarterback there. They do have an out that cost them a little bit of money if they release him after June 1st. And so they might be one of these teams that surprisingly goes after a quarterback. And if they do, then they, they get real interesting. So I'm somewhere between a one-off and most drafts because I might still want Hawkinson. If Swift's ADP goes down enough, then I might be looking at Swift. I'm not grabbing him in the third round, though, and I don't know what his ADP is currently. And Amon Ross St. Brown's a stud. Uh, he's he's nasty, man. Like, if he's yep. doing it with Jared Goff, if they upgrade the quarterback, he can only get better. So for me right now, I'm in between one-off in most drafts and a stack, but don't go out of my way for them. So I will have oh, okay. some. I okay. will have some Detroit. I know it sounds weird with Detroit, but I think it could be one of those sneaky teams to – 
to get a little bit of overexposure on the field with stack wise. Yeah, I would I would have been between one off in most drafts and one off maybe every five drafts because um I think Goff is a very prohibitive favorite um to come back. I think that I think they are cool with Dan Campbell. I think he proved himself this mm-hmm. year and they're willing to kind of ride this rebuild out. Like I think the Goff thing was committing to a multi year rebuild and they don't wanna, you know, try to move too fast, basically on that so i do think it's golf again which is which is okay for certain players actually um, i think it's not... smart for them as an organization to stick with golf this year because i don't yeah. think there's a quarterback in the draft that they should be looking to get and i think that they can continue to rebuild the team for next year get their rookie quarterback then they're off to the races yeah and then my, my only i like amonra too i mean man amonra was just a guy god he just looked you know like you're looking at him in the last two months of the season, like why the hell were they not getting this guy, the ball more, you know, and maybe it's, you know, the rookie thing. He just figured it out later in the season, but man, he, he, it wasn't just like a volume thing. I think he looked, I think he can really play. My issue is that those guys that emerge down the stretch, like he did are the guys that get steamed, mm-hmm. right? If he had a good first six weeks and fell apart down the stretch, we wouldn't, he wouldn't be the one getting steamed. But he, the last thing we remember is him just being a superstar down the stretch and they're going to bring in wide receivers. I, I, I feel f- like they're not going to run back Khalif Raymond and Trinity Benson or whatever <laughs> at, at, at wide, at wide receiver. Now insert random that, name generator yeah, name here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Madden creative player. I, I, I don't, I just feel like he's the guy that gets a little bit steamed to where the cost is going to be a little bit prohibitive, not even just the player. It's just, you know, kind of like the Mike Evans thing. I don't hate Mike Evans, but, you know, it's just when when we're factoring in where he's going in drafts, I feel probably a little bit uncomfortable. That's how I feel about Swift right now, too. I really I still I like Swift totally, totally fine. It's just I, I don't love where he goes. So um, I guess I, so if you were in between two and three and I was in between three and four, I think that means one off in most drafts is probably where we got to land. That sounds good to me. All right. So where are you on the Bears? Ooh, I want to hear your bear, your bear stink. Well, well, you, we'll, we'll start. You go this one, and then we'll ping pong back and forth. Okay. I was obviously, I was, I was outrageously bullish on the Bears last year. I was very big on Fields. I, I was big on Komet, and I was big on Robinson, and I was, I was big on Mooney. I mean, the only guy I wasn't really taking was Montgomery because I just didn't like his ADP where it was, yeah. and I was more into the passing game. I think with the overhaul in Chicago, I'm willing to give them another chance. So they are going to be a team that I'm stacking. And if I can get them where I would like to get them, which is – I also want to see who else they bring in because I think Robinson's going to be gone, right? Like, yep. yep. So I'd like to see who else they bring on for the other side of Mooney. Um, so they're going to probably be a stack, but don't go out of my way team for me right now. But they very heavily have a chance to be the team to absolutely fuck me for the rest of the season. And <laughs> I draft way too much of again. Um, Actually, I, 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 I couldn't agree more with this take. I think stack but don't go out of my way is 100% where you put the Bears. Uh, driven largely by fields and the, just the potential. Looking at their depth chart as well, you know, they don't they have two wide receivers coming back. So like mm-hmm. it, it's not like uh will they bring someone in? They physically have to bring yeah. <laughs> have to bring in wide receivers. It's only Mooney and Daz Newsom that are coming back. And then they do have Komet at at tight end. And so 
Komet's a guy we're gonna like. Mooney is Mooney looked pretty damn good this year in a high volume role. Yeah, and they're gonna bring somebody else in, and it's finally gonna be Fields' show. And when you just have a quarterback like Fields, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm I'm in, and I have a feeling that for all the teams we've looked at right now. I think by the time we do this again in a few months, we're going to be putting them in the in the top tier category for them. They're going to bring somebody in that we're going to like. Yeah, and we're going to be like, all right, we're rolling with the fucking Bears again, and we're going yeah. to try this one more time. So they're going to like sign some offensive linemen too, right? They're all O line was shitty, and so we, you know, that was a concern. They're going to like sign three offensive linemen and bring in like a stud wide receiver, and we're just going to be like, you know, wheels up. Right. All right. So where where's the Vikings for you? Ooh, the Vikings are tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Zimmer Zimmer being gone is in theory uh, a a perk of potentially stacking them. But you know, Jefferson is really the only still exciting name for me. I guess Irv would maybe be a potentially exciting name. But you know, I, when has Kirk Cousins ever won anybody anything in fantasy? Maybe they they maybe they move on from him. But it's not like they have the ability to bring in a. a game-changing quarterback that would really change our take on the Vikings. So, you know, I'm definitely not going to avoid Justin Jefferson. So that just automatically makes them not a full fade, but I can't really go higher than a one-off in maybe every five drafts. See, I I could see that take, and I could also see a one-off in most drafts um, currently for every reason that you just said for the most part. But the the problem with Jefferson is ADP, which is, which, you know, like you're, you're really banking on them there. So I'm, I'm more in line and I hate that I'm, that we're agreeing on so much because this <laughs> does not make this fun, but yeah, I'm a one-off and maybe every five drafts. Here's a good one. I'm glad you got this one. Okay. So you're glad I got green Bay. Yes. So this is one of the biggest question mark teams we have right now. And I'm going to go with the assumption. I've been back and forth on this. I'm under the assumption that Rodgers and Devontae Adams are gone. Like, that's my take on them. And that means they're bringing in love. And that means that I might be playing wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers by the end of the year. Because (laughs) what the fuck do they have? Um, That means Randall Cobb's gone, obviously, which who cares. But, like, I'm just pointing out that their their depth chart is going to be bad at that position. So... I'm a full fade on the on the Green Bay Packers right now. And I know people are going to be like, oh, but A.J. Dillon. And it's like, well, why do I want A.J. Dillon if there's nothing around him? It's the Kamara thing, right? Yep. And I don't think A.J. Dillon's Kamara. And if I'm going to fade Kamara last year, I'm going to for sure fade A.J. Dillon at an inflated price point this year. So I'm a full the fade per- on Green Bay right now. And we all love A.J. Dillon. The perk of A.J. Dillon was because he was on an Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams offense. Absolutely. It's not about A.J. Dillon. If he's on a Jordan Love and – and and Alan Lazard offense, like who gives a shit? So full fade, no disagreement for me. All right. Philly. Real quick, Paul. I don't think Harbaugh. I mean, Justin Jefferson's been smashing with Mike Zimmer. I don't think if they hire I, I, I have they hired a coach? I haven't been following this uh that, that closely, but I, I Harbaugh would not hurt Justin Jefferson for me. All right, Philly for you. Ooh, I think that they are going to be one-off in most drafts solely because I just don't think a Jalen Hurts like passing stack 
is something that I can foresee being like a true total league winner. Like I actually think I'll probably like J- Jalen Hurts a fair bit. I think his close to the season will have people pretty skittish on him and his performance in the playoff game. People will be like, oh, no, this kid sucks. But, you know, they're going to have to throw a little more than they did last year, and we know about his rushing upside. And, I mean, Dallas Goddard is, like, people have been hyping up, like, TJ Hawkinson and such. If if there's a second coming of Mark Andrews next year, it's Dallas It's Dallas Goddard to me. Um, the, the, the similarities just uh, are too obvious. And then you have, you have Devontae Smith, and maybe they do something else at wide receiver. I think someone like a Miles Sanders will be a value too. So they're not a team um, I'm super excited about stacking, but I am excited about a bunch of indi- individual pieces. So one off most drafts fits that. So for me, a lot of the stuff you said, but also if we like Goddard, I love Devonte Smith, Devonta Smith, yep. like, and Hertz has the potential to, I, we just, I'm in a draft with, a slow draft with Eagles and uh, I got, I got Jalen hurts really, really late. And so people, to your point, they're still not, they're still not taking this guy. So I would normally be one off in most drafts, but based on where we can get these guys right now, and this could change based on it being February 2nd. Um, (laughs) For me, they're a stack, but don't go out of my way because I think you can just fall into it. That makes that makes perfect sense. And those are the best ones to target. Yeah. That, like we like all of the individual players, but we're not necessarily like super, super hyped on the stack, but it just kind of like falls together because of ADP and public sentiment. So I'm good with that one. Okay. I mean, that's just the way I'm looking at that team for now. And yeah. and I and just to wrap them up, if they bring somebody in on the outside, then again, another wheels up team for me that definitely they can do something so i mean if they upgrade jalen rager the offense might get a little bit better my god have you ever seen anybody have you ever seen anybody that thought he should have scored a touchdown more than him (laughs) (laughs) every time he caught the foot he would get like a one yard out and then he would like slam the ball on the ground like he should have broke 95 yards (laughs) it just blew my mind every time oh man that's good you get you get an easy one there's a layup uh, the Giants, yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 actually now I'm a little nervous don't because fucking don't do it, buying for it. Don't don't give it's... Giants fans hopes right now. Like... Absolutely, you have to give you have to oh, give them hope. Oh my god, what are we? They have what... Brian Dayball. They have okay. Brian Dayball as their head coach. Did you not How see my you... Dayball video? Hey, good. yeah, yes, <laughs> I did, and it was very good. But seriously, how can we not at call at these costs, which are going to be now? I guess I should caveat this again. Like you said, we're talking about this on February 2nd. This could be like the, the team that gets steamed, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the day ball effect, you know, how fantasy football players are, they'll fall mm-hmm. in love with this day ball thing and the, and all of their cheap costs, right? Tony's going to be cheap. You know, Ingram's gone. So who knows what happens at you know, the, I guess they have Rudolph, but uh, you know, who knows exactly what happens, how, how it shakes out in their skill position. And Daniel Jones is cheap. And Saquon's going to seem like this super sexy pick. So they could all get seen. So I'm providing that that caveat. But I think that they were reasonable picks last year with Joe freaking Judge, the dustiest head coach in the NFL. You put Dayball in there. I can't fathom that there isn't value to be had in these guys. So they're in the one-off in most drafts for me. And they're not that oh. far away from stack. They're not that far away from stack, but don't go out of my way with a, you know, a 17th round Daniel Jones. 
All right. We might have to come back to the Giants because I understand that Dave Ball's coming in and I think he will turn the organization around. I don't think this is a one-year turnaround for them. Yeah, that's fair. And I, and I think that the the pro, the current construction he he never really until the end of this season supported a a stud running back, right? Right. So that takes Barkley out for me for, for right Booker's now. Booker's back. Booker's back as Booker's well. back. Um and I you know, Galladay's you know, him and Evans are going to fight each other to see who can pull themselves off the field the most. So, <laughs> yeah. And Tony. And put Tony in there, too. Yeah. So, I think they have potential pieces, but I'm like a full fade on these guys right now. Because I don't know where I, where I want them and what I want from the Giants. Like, who? Like if you were to draft today, who? like, which Giant are you targeting? Yeah, here's in the crazy. This is why you're you're pushing me more to to meeting in the middle here on a one off and maybe every five drafts because I I do now start to think I would want to be mixing in Shepard Tony, the a little bit of Saquon like I, I you know I don't I don't actually don't know off the top of my head where he goes, but a little bit of Saquon some some late round Daniel Jones just because where but is like, Saquon going right now. I think I think I meant to look out. at this in the draft and I and I didn't. So Tony Tony is a pretty exciting guy I feel like if he if he can get his head on straight and stay on the field I do feel like um the day ball effect is very very good for him and then but to answer your the reason why I'm in I'm in the one off every five drafts is because to answer your question it was probably like a Sterling Shepherd just like a guy who like and now because the, the issue is he's coming off an Achilles injury but mm-hmm. if he's healthy him in the late rounds like he can play football and you just put him in the slot, you know, in a day ball offense. I feel like, like he was fine last year before he got hurt. He was helping yeah. you in fantasy. And so um, guys like him, I just want to mix in. All right. So we'll put him one off every five drafts. Yeah. End of the second for Saquon. I just, I want to look at the camera and I want to say, <laughs> I just want you guys to remember that I was on full fade you. It is for the Giants based on everything we know about the New York freaking Giants. <laughs> so so that gives me the Cowboys, right? So yes, I think yes. this is the first slam dunk that were give yep. me stacks or give me death. Um, I think there are questions and there's ADP questions, but I do think we're going to be going out of our way to target the, the Cowboys. I think a mistake that we did make last year was groupthink on CD, on CD Lamb. We allowed him to get steamed too high and we were still taking him in the second. And we knew that Amari Cooper was probably still going to have one more good year. I thought it, it was a thought that I had. And even though I had that thought, I still went too deep on, on CD lamb, but I think he finally becomes the number one this year and we might not even see Cooper there or whatever's going to go on there. But so I'm giving me stacks or give me death for, for the um, Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Really not, really not, not much to add i think you just run it back i think i think we ran pretty bad on on the cowboys Dak got a little bit banged up early mm-hmm. and um you know maybe the defense was a little bit better than we expected and and i just think it didn't all come together but um the upside is just too too good for that offense all right you get the fun one the um the washington a man has no name yeah the washington the washington what did you say they should have been the red the Red Ooh. Wolves. That's the that's the who the fans voted. They like put them on oh, the vote, and like they had like one of the highest percentages. And then they were like, "Nah, we're not doing that." It's like, why'd you put it on the fucking ballot? To, to yeah, be... what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> so, so where are uh, you with them? 
they're pretty painful. Obviously, another quarterback dependent team. If they're going to run back someone, they're not going to run back Taylor Heineke. But if they're going to run back anyone even remotely near that, <clears throat> it's it's close to a, it's close to a full fade. I do have a little bit of faith that um, with the amount of capital and everything they've invested in the defense, that they're not going to spend too much there. And they realize that the offense, you know, the offensive line is an issue. Quarterback is an issue. You know, Curtis Samuel never got on the field. So wide receiver is an issue. I think that they're going to invest a lot in the, in the offense. And um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to full fade Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin and, and probably right. Logan Thomas at, at his cost. So they're in the every five drafts, especially with Terry McLaurin falling out of the second round now. Yep. So now he's finally cost effective to grab where like I didn't love grabbing him at his ADP last year. Right. So I didn't have enough of them and it wasn't an indictment on him. It's just, I didn't like the quarterback. Actually, I kind of like the quarterback situation because it was Fitzpatrick, but I, I wasn't completely sold on it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on the one-off and maybe every five drafts. I'm close to one-off in most drafts because I think McLaurin could be a guy, especially if they, if, they, if they steal a quarterback somewhere. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm fine here, and I could see them the, on the rise. Diami, Diami will be a nice kind of uh, – he right. might get steamed again too. He got steamed last year, but uh, uh, very interesting if they get a quarterback upgrade late round wide receiver. All right, now it's time for the uh, best division in football probably, right? The NFC yep. West? Yep. So Cardinals are actually a really interesting team coming up. Um, I, Connor is not going to do what he did again. No. So he's going to be – They're both free under, agents. Yeah, I was going to say Connor he's going contract this year. Both so, free agents. So what are they going to do with the running back spot? Is Hopkins going to be healthy and he's getting old? Yep. I'm a Kyler Murray mark, to be honest. Like, I love that dude. And I and I went out of my way to get him in a lot of drafts last year. But if he doesn't have a full-strength Hopkins, I don't know what we're doing here. So I'm, I don't know what I want to do with them. I would probably say that I'm a one-off in most drafts and leaning to stack but don't go out of my way. But I can be convinced to go down to on this team. The hard part is, it was kind of like this is a the 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 souped up version of like what I was saying about the Giants, where it's like in theory, you, there's excitement about the offense, right? Kyler mm -hmm. Murray, DeAndre Hopkins is back. You know, Kirk is a free agent, but I, that puts Rondale maybe into play, whatever. But then you you go through and you're like, okay, but who are you really targeting? Right, and you're like. Uh, yeah no, no no one like kyler when he makes like kyler when he falls right right you know the running back situation is obviously uncertain we'll probably be interested in whoever they do bring in at running back but who the hell knows who that is right now so that's why they they're more every five drafts for me just because like theoretically i'm i'm interested but then when you get to the micro i don't know i i, I don't know who i'm actually even really targeting yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them for every five drafts for now. Uh, Silas in the chat says that he's going to have too much nuke this year, and there's a chance that I do too. Yeah. Um, they can only move up, though, to be clear. They're that, one that where, like, this is the floor. This is the floor. This is their absolute floor. Yeah. I'm interested in your San Francisco take because, because I am. So just say what it is, and I'll tell you my thoughts on them. 
wheels up. Give me stacks or give me death. I am. <laughs> it's Trey Lance season. I, I'm. I'm working on finishing up my 2022 uh, draft. Uh, you know, rankings, and mm-hmm. it, it. There will be. I, I. I would bet. Well, so I would bet two things. If the ADP weren't to change from what it is right now, I will have far, 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 far too much Trey Lance, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle with very little Debo mm-hmm. at, at current cost and probably very little the running backs um, unless maybe they re-sign Mostert or something. We'll see about that. But the Lance cost is totally great right now. It's not that different from what you were paying last year when like there was a strong chance he, he might not play the whole year. Now, like I said, I think this gets steamed. Ayuk has like fallen off the face of the earth and Kittle went from a late second round pick to like a fourth round pick. And so uh but the the fact that trey lance is now the starter and has the potential right he he may suck i talk about this all the time i always try to make sure to caveat it like trey lance might just suck it's possible that that happens but the physical tools that he has give this offense a ceiling that like borderline doesn't exist in in the in the entire nfl and so uh particularly with where where you can get lance Ayuk, and kittle right now it's definitely they're, they're up there with the cowboys for me Okay, so you hit on like almost all of my points, especially with the cost of them right now. My caveat is I think San Fran is the team that gets steamed like crazy by everybody. So I think you're going to want to get them immediately when you get them. Here's my other thing. I'm on give me stacks or give me death, but my asterisk is give me skinny stacks or give me death with them. If I draft Lance, I only want one. I don't want... I'm not trying to do a full onslaught of San Fran in a, in a best ball um, setting. Now, over a course of a season, it might be well. But I think when you get to the, the finals, you're only going to want Lance with one of them. Yeah. So you're only going to want Lance Kittle. You're only going to want Lance Debo. You're only going to want Lance Ayuk. Because uh, I think you're, you're wasting roster spots in the finals and the playoffs when you have a full San Fran team. I could be wrong on that, but I think just the, the way that, that that offense is going to run, the only way to play them is skinny stacks, but you attack them. You try to get them right now. And yep. and it, to your point, it might not even be Debo. You might be looking at, at Ayuk and, and Kittle for your skinny stacks. But for now, yeah, we can, we can give me stacks or give me depth. And the, I can say that they could go down, but the only way they're going to go down is what their if their ADP gets out of control. Totally agree. Oh fuck! I have to do the Seahawks. <laughs> You've gotten some of the shitty ones here. All right. So I don't think Russell leaves. Right? Oh, okay. I don't think Russell leaves. I think I think we're gonna, and I think it's gonna get cleared up relatively fast. Um, I just where is he gonna go? Like, I mean, Pittsburgh or Denver, I guess, would be for him. The problem is still Pete Carroll. They're still going to run the same offense that they're going to run. Um, but to go to my San Fran point, I think you could have Russell skinny stacks because I think he's going to be cheap enough. I think DK is going to be cheap yeah. enough. I'm probably out on Lockett. I, it's, I know he, he crushed again. But he's just one of those guys that I think is going to start to fall off, and I have nothing he's to base 29. that on. He's yeah. twenty nine. Yeah, and uh, so I'm I'm probably he'll turn thirty at the beginning 
of next season. Yeah, so he could he could lose a step, and once that guy loses a step, <laughs> he he doesn't have other tools. Yeah, right. So I am probably, uh, I guess I'd be one off in most drafts if I can get DK at the right price. I'd probably be overweight on him, and I'd be fine with getting Russell and some third wide receiver for a skinny stack or you know whoever rolling out at tight end but i'm not going out of my way for it so i'd probably just say i'm one off in most drafts knowing that if that one off is russell i'm taking somebody with them yeah if that late, makes sense late, i hope that doesn't uh, sound like a cop out but that's no that's I'm definitely at. that's definitely not a cop out you know late d escridge late whatever yeah. tight end you know they ever they're they're losing their tight ends but um well, they're yeah. free agents. They're not losing them. But uh, I totally agree. One off in most drafts because I'm, I'm definitely going to want to be overweight DK Metcalf. Um, the running back situation, we'll see. But, you know, what has been the one of the most advantageous situations is just like take the backup Seahawks running back like every year because yeah. Chris Carson is going to get hurt. If they bring back Penny, guess what? Penny's going to get hurt. And yep. whoever, <laughs> you know, so just keep taking the yeah. backup running back. Keep taking DK Metcalf. I, uh, I agree with you. I like Russ. So. I like that. I like that spot for them. All right. And we're going to cap it off with the Rams. Rams. Rams are got to be the easiest stack, but don't go out of my way team. I feel like uh, that, that exists. that's based that, on cost, right? That's based on cost. That's it's clearly a stack that we would like. Um, but Cooper cup is going to be what a top three pick, you know, one of the, one of the top picks in all of drafts and Stafford is a, is a quarterback we like in fantasy, but at the end of the day is still a pocket passer. Right, mm-hmm. that um, is really, really, really going to be dependent on big touchdown games in order to give you the spike weeks. But um, there's n- really nothing we can say negatively about the Rams' offense. Robert Woods is going to be back, and he's probably one of the best values in all of drafts right now. And I talked about it yeah. on Friday that like he was going at the same spot as Cooper Cup a lot of the times ahead yep. of Cooper Cup last year, which yep. I thought was egregious. Again, one of the few things I got I got right was Cup over was cup over Bobby trees oh, great. and uh, uh, we'll see if it is my storm hitting you at the, <laughs> at, the, at, the at the same time. No, Maybe. but, uh, but, but, you know, Robert Woods now going in what, like the seventh round or something like that when he was a three, four turn pick and really nothing has changed. I expect that he'll be fine. They, they can't really go anywhere else. Like they, they can't like let him go and go to another wide receiver. So anyway, you know, Higby will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Akers will be fine. So stack, but don't, you know, they're, they're definitely either two or three, but stack, but don't go out of my way for me. Yeah. The, it's, and it's all the ADP base. Cause you're, you yep. want Rams, you want to get, you're gonna, you know, they fit into every category on this, but depending on how your draft goes, because yeah. you want, yep. you want some sort of piece of this offense. So yeah, I'm stacked, but don't get out of my way. I can't imagine they're going to get up to the Cowboys and San Fran level based no. on ADP because I, I think it would just go out of control, but you know, something could affect that and they, maybe they do get up there, but for now, I think that's exactly where they go. But they might have a f- similar, we were talking about floor ceiling. They might have a one-off in most drafts floor, but mm-hmm. like they're just like, it's, it's a high floor low ceiling on this list, not like as players, but like on this list, there's really only so many places they can fit because because like you said, cost prohibits them from getting to the top, but like how good they are prohibits them from getting to the bottom. Right. Cool, man. So that does it for the AFC. We'll hit the NFC next week and 
probably do it a little faster than we did tonight, but yeah, sorry. you know, I had to tell my story about the barbershop. So that's, exactly. that's on me who, who didn't want to know that my eyebrows got shaved. We had to talk about how, uh, I had a Rams blog when I was 19 years old yeah. and how you, yeah, you got your eyebrow shaved at the barbershop and yeah. All that stuff's very important, way more important than stuff that people care about listening to. The listeners got better as the show went on. If, that, <laughs> and, uh, if that's any sign of how people care about our uh, our past. Listen, if you guys need to talk about eyebrows being shaved, feel free to DM me. We will have this conversation. <laughs> um, so Mark. thank you for watching, Mark. We're going to be getting out of here. But what I want to announce right now is we are going to be doing a giveaway for spike week and i have two items that we're going to be giving away so talk to the people for one second eric while i grab them and yeah i'll explain it at that point go for it so um yeah rob is rob is blessing us with uh my dogs are getting excited for the giveaway but rob is going to be giving away some very fun items um to folks who subscribe to the spike week youtube as well as his other youtube that he will mention to you here in a second all right go for it all right we were just talking about how handsome i was yeah that was I, it that's yep. what i figured all right so we are going to give away a couple of signed jerseys and all you have to do to be eligible for this is you need to be subscribed to the spike week youtube and you also have to be subscribed to the hometown ghost stories youtube so if you just all you have to do is click a button twice it's all you guys have to do and what we're going to be giving away first, once we hit 600 likes on Spike Week, or 600 subs, sorry, we have a Jalen Mills signed Philadelphia Eagles. It's a stitched Nike jersey with the Super Bowl patch from the Super Bowl year. And once we get to 850 subs, I will give away this Tua signed Nike jersey. It's not stitched. It is a screen printed one, but it's still a Nike jersey. Um, they both have reputable certs. Trust me, I have quite a bit of memorabilia, so I know that they're authentic. So that's the that's the deal. You got to follow both of those. I will put together a Google Doc for next week so that you can sign up for it. Those are the, the two rules. Follow both of those channels, Spike Week, and subscribe to Hometown Ghost Stories. And... The other thing is if you do put your name in twice, you will be disqualified. And to uh because that happens a lot. I'm friends with Mike Zakarian. If any of you watch Top Shot, um, watch his his stuff. And I've seen that happen on his. And if you watched me do a stream with Pete, you know, Overzet earlier in the year, well, I guess last year now, I gave away a jersey on that stream. And the first person that got picked for it was not did not follow the rules and did not follow myself or Pete. So I had to draw another winner. So I do take it seriously and I do want you all to win. Um, that frame is not coming with the two Jersey unless you live in my area and I can hand deliver it. So that's where we're looking at here. All right. So next week we'll get even more information on that. And obviously another episode two, episode two, I'm making Rob, bring on not just me you guys will get to talk to way smarter people than me on on this show but you get to see rob's shaved eyebrow every week every <laughs> never week again 
Never again. We care. Yeah. <laughs> never, never again. Anything, anything else before we, uh, before we get out of here that you got? No, I have, to, I have to go film for an episode this Sunday in Vermont and now I have shaved eyebrows and I am upset yeah. about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All right, guys. No, so we'll run this back next week. We'll hit the AFC side. We'll hit some of the NFL news yeah. and uh, we will see you guys then. See ya. My dog is coming in here trying to, he wanted to hit the button. I think he wanted to, to hit the we'll button. Let him do it. Yeah. What's up?